Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 177. Do you really need audio or visual branding or promos for your podcast? Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm on this little mini-series right now of challenging the podcasting assumptions, taking those things that we have really taken for granted and just assumed these things to be true in each and every case, and many times... We tell it like it is to say, this is the way to do it. Well, because so-and-so said this is the way to do it. And they say, because so-and-so, because they say so-and-so, and so on and so on. Are some of these ideas really things that we still need to hold on to? Previously in this series, I've talked about stuff like, should you launch with episode zero or Does it really matter how big your audience is? Do you really need media hosting? That and many other things. I'm doing this series. You can find the link to all of these previous episodes in the show notes for this episode over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash branding for episode 177. So let's talk about audio and visual branding and promos. Do you really need these things? Let's start with the branding aspect. We're surrounded by branding so much that there are certain branding trademarks that we use as regular English verbs. Not so common anymore, but people used to say, and some people do still say, let me go Xerox that for you instead of let me go copy that for you. You never hear anyone say, let me Kinko's that for you or let me Canon that for you. That doesn't work. But you do hear people say, I'm going to Google that. There's even a website out there for let me Google that for you. It's a funny site for if people ask you, where can I find such and such? Then you give them this little video that shows how hard it is to Google something. Not. But then we also use these trademarks as English nouns, like PowerPoint, to refer to any digital presentation. Oh, that was a great PowerPoint. Or one that I think is the hardest to get past and the most awkward to say properly, chapstick, instead of saying lip balm. It just doesn't flow as nicely to say lip balm. It's just so much easier to say chapstick, but that's a brand name. Or Kleenex is a brand name. These are certain things that their branding is so strong that we use these proper nouns as regular parts of our English language. And branding is hugely important to companies. So do you think you should care about branding for your podcast? Even if you're just a hobbyist podcast or if you're a professional podcast. And the way I'm distinguishing those two is hobbyist is you may do it in a professional way, but you just do this as a hobby. You just do it for the fun. A professional podcaster, I would say you're doing it to support your business, to make money, to grow your personal branding, anything like that. And yes, those two lines blur across each other a lot. That's perfectly all right. Podcasting is up to you whether you define yourself as a hobbyist or a professional. That's totally up to you. But I just want to make sure that I'm covering all of the bases here. So what is branding? If you have any kind of presence online, or really anywhere, any kind of public presence, you have at least one brand. That's you. What are you known for? What do people associate with you when they think about you? 
And how would other people describe you and your personality? A brand will combine these different things in a way that connects with people both factually and emotionally that they know, yeah, John has black hair, John is this tall, John is this old, John has this job, and I like John because he's got a great personality, or John rubs me the wrong way when he talks about this. Those are parts of your brand. Your brand differentiates you from all of the other options out there in any kind of industry in which you participate. It's not just your podcast, but your personality. Your personal brand differentiates you as being a friend to someone than someone else being a friend. So when you create a strong brand, it will connect well and people will remember it. In the space of podcasting, we're primarily talking about two different kinds of branding. That is audio branding and visual branding. The audio branding has some crossover with visual elements, but we'll get more into visual in just a moment. Let's start with audio branding. Aside from your own content and your presentation style, which are very much a part of your branding, your audio branding usually refers to things like your intro and opening, uh, your bumpers that you have, your outro or closing, and any kind of promos that you use. And I'll talk more about promos in just a little bit. But each of these, as parts of your audio branding, could be as simple or as complicated as you want. With the Audacity to Podcast, I have very simple audio branding for now. That is just the theme song that I use called Vegas Shuffle, and I have permission to use it from the artist, and that is my branding. I use that song for my opening, I use a different part of the same song for my closing, and I use that same song when I do my videos and other things relating to the Audacity to Podcast. That is the song for the Audacity to Podcast. I don't use any other songs. That's part of my branding, but it's very simple. It's just that song. And when I start the Audacity to Podcast for each episode, I start with the music. I come in with my voice introducing what this particular episode is about. Then I let the music raise back up, and then I tone it down again, and then I start talking, introduce the show, get into the content as quickly as possible. Other podcasts may have a much more highly produced branding, some kind of audio branding where they have a custom intro, maybe even some custom written music. They have a variety of bumpers for different segments in their audio podcast or maybe even their video podcast. They have some kind of custom outro or maybe a different version of their intro and maybe even a custom audio promo for all of this stuff. And each of these may have special sound effects, production effects, voiceovers, special sounds, custom written music, and much more. So your branding could be that complicated or it could be simple. But here's a test, a quick test for if you have decent audio branding, regardless of how complicated or simple it is. Ignore all of the words in your branding, all of your branding, your intro, your outro, your bumpers, your promos. Ignore all of the words. Then can you associate what you hear with that particular podcast? If you can then it has its own unique branding. But if when you hear that, you associate it with a variety of podcasts or you associate it with something else other than that podcast, then it's not as strong of branding and it's not unique branding. So you want to have something where if people hear it, just your audio branding, no voice, no words whatsoever, they know that they're listening to you. It's your show, your content, they know what to expect just based on your audio branding. 
Now, what is visual branding? In video podcasting, you'll share many of the same branding elements as audio podcasting. Like in video, you typically have an intro, an outro, bumpers, promos. Those kinds of things are very similar, but they're expanded a little bit because it's video. For example, you may use the same intro music, but it may have a montage or an animation going on with the intro music. For your bumpers, it may not be just music that you play for your bumpers, but you may have something that comes up on the screen, some little text animation or transition or anything like that. Those are then extensions of your basic audio branding. But when you get into video podcasting, whether it's uh, as a podcast or a video on YouTube, you do allow for even more branding options, like lower thirds, where you're displaying something on the screen. Maybe it's a URL you mentioned, maybe it is the name of you or a co-host or a guest, anything like that on the screen. Those are the lower thirds, and that can display your branding with its colors, the fonts, how it animates in, and all of this. But also, how you display things in the screen, not just your lower thirds, but maybe you have an illustration to show. For example, it's a square image. So do you put that square image on a black background? Do you put it on a white background? Do you put it on some kind of textured background that fits with your branding? See, it ties in with your branding. But also, how you design your set fits in with your branding. Do you want it to look very high-tech? Do you want it to look dark? Do you want it to look bright? Do you want lens flares all over the place? What kind of branding do you want there? This and several other things are aspects of your visual branding in your podcast, but outside of your podcast media, you also have other forms of visual branding, like your website design, podcast cover art, banners for your podcast, and any kind of physical promotional materials that you have. All of these kinds of visual branding are strongest when they're very similar across all of the platforms, but yet each leveraging the platform's uniqueness. For example, with the Audacity to Podcast website, I use the exact same colors, the same fonts, and the gradients and all of that as I do for the podcast cover art. Now, I do that for all of the podcasts on Noodle Mix Network. And for my podcasting video tips show, which is on iTunes and on YouTube, I use similar branding. It's not exactly the same because it's not just the Audacity to Podcast, but it is from the Audacity to Podcast. So I use a similar logo. I use the same colors, the same fonts, and the same music. So it's tying everything together as a consistent brand across these different platforms. And in the social network accounts, similar images as well. So when you're looking at branding, there are several benefits and some potential disadvantages to it. But first, the benefits. Keep in mind that you have a brand no matter how much work you're putting into it. You have branding. So let's talk about the benefits of intentional branding, where you have specifically decided you're going to do something for your branding and brand yourself and your show in a particular way. So intentional branding associates you with your content. That's number one. It also, number two, sets the tone for your approach to that content. Number three, differentiates your show from others even before you get into your content. Number four, makes your show memorable, maybe even to the point of meme status. Like think about some of the videos out there that have come out from people like Rhett and Link. One of them, for example, is rub some bacon on it. And that is now 
practically a meme that people will say, oh, rub some bacon on it. Oh, I've got this marital problem. Oh, rub some bacon on it. I've got a problem with my podcast. Rub some bacon on it. It's come to a point where it's almost a meme. Now, it's not completely part of their branding, but it is a piece of branding that they produced. And then number five, intentional branding communicates a higher level of professionalism, even for hobbyist content. When your branding is missing or it's unintentional branding, it will seem very unpolished, amateur, and really leave almost nothing or nothing memorable with your podcast. I would say that no branding at all is even worse than plain vanilla ice cream. It's just the ice of the ice cream. Because think about it, even vanilla ice cream, as plain and simple as it is, it has its own branding formula. It has a particular color, usually, like French vanilla usually looks a slightly darker yellow than regular vanilla, and vanilla bean looks very white with little black specks. You know what I'm talking about. It has branding, but also the texture and the flavor of vanilla. We know somewhat what to expect of the vanilla branding. Just think about if you had vanilla ice cream that was purple, and that would be weird because it doesn't quite fit the branding. You expect purple ice cream to taste differently, like taste like grapes or raspberries or something different than just plain vanilla ice cream. So vanilla ice cream even has branding. So having intentional branding in your podcast gives you these five benefits, associates you with your content, sets the tone for your approach to the content, differentiates your show from others even before you get to the content, makes your show memorable, maybe even to meme status, and communicates a higher level of professionalism, even for hobbyist content. But there are some disadvantages to branding, not so much to having branding, but trying to create your branding. Number one, it takes time. You need to refine it. You need to plan it. It can take quite a bit of time to come up with your branding that works well and communicates properly. If you can't really nail it down to a single branding, then maybe you're trying to do too much with your content and cover too many different areas or you're too much all over the place and you need to focus or niche down so that you can refine not only your content but then have branding that logically matches with that. Number two, working on branding can also become a little bit inflexible if you try to change too often. If you come up with some great branding, and then 10 episodes from now, you decide, no, that's not the way I want to go with it, then it's very difficult to change. You can change, but if you do, it will confuse a lot of people. It will set wrong expectations. It's just not a good thing to change your branding very often. And number three, it gives a bad impression if your branding is done poorly. If you have bad website design, bad audio production for your audio branding, bad video production with your visual branding, anything like that can really leave a bad impression. So here are some tips on how to handle your branding better, whether it's audio branding, visual branding, branding with promos or with your intros, outros, your web design, anything like that. Six tips for you. Number one, make your branding fit your personality. If you're talking about audio podcasting here, if you're a soft-spoken kind of person and monotone, then your branding shouldn't scream out with high action, bright colors, and all of this. It's just, hi, I'm the host of this podcast. It just doesn't fit. You need something that ties in together. 
if you are high energy, then you shouldn't have a sad monotone entry either. And you come in, welcome to the podcast. This is such an amazing day. It just doesn't fit. So make sure that your branding fits your personality. That's number one. Number two, don't let branding get in the way of your content. Your intro and your outro really shouldn't be two minutes long. I've heard podcasts that have been like that, where the actual intro, the music that they played, their bumpers, their selection of promos and branding and advertisers and all of this, it took them two minutes before their voice even came in. The rest of it was theme music, something going on, some kind of promo, some kind of definitions, anything like that. So try to keep it short. I recommend really shorter than 30 seconds for your branding, even shorter for video, because sometimes a video branding might just be until you can afford some nice animations or transitions and effects. It might just be a slide that has your name, has the name of your show and what this particular episode is about. You don't want that to stay up there for 30 seconds, maybe just five or 10 seconds. So think really short for video. That's number two. Don't let branding get in the way of your content. Number three, never forget your branding. Imagine what it'd be like if Coca-Cola put cans out there of their soda and they forgot to put the logo on there. If you have good branding, audio branding, visual branding, use it. Use it everywhere your podcast is. Don't go anywhere with your podcast without including your branding. Sometimes, even if it's just a text area, Sometimes that means including the full branding of your podcast to say something about your podcast instead of just the title. Like my podcast, for example, The Ramen Noodle. It's a clean comedy podcast. I never will link to it saying just The Ramen Noodle unless in the context I've said, I host a clean comedy podcast. It's called this. But often and most of the time, I will say The Ramen Noodle, clean comedy. If I can't put in more than that, if I can only put in a title, I try to include some more of the branding in with it. That's number three. Never forget your branding. Number four, keep your branding simple until you can afford more. You don't have to have highly produced branding. There are some people I can recommend, and I'll get to that in a moment, but the more complicated you make your branding, the easier it becomes to really mess it up if you're doing it yourself and you don't quite know what you're doing or you're not very skilled in it. And you also may not be able to afford hiring a professional to handle your branding for you, creating audio branding, visual branding, video bumpers, effects, anything like that. That can cost a lot, and you may not be able to afford that. So set aside those ideas of this massively, incredibly professionally produced promo and branding and all of that. Set that aside and focus on keeping it simple, but quality until you can afford more, either afford the time to do something more and learn how to do it or afford the expense of paying someone else to do it. That's number four. Keep your branding simple until you can afford more. Number five, stay consistent across your platforms. Everywhere you're presenting your brand, you should carry that same branding as much as possible. Like your social networks, what's the avatar or the banner image that you use? What about your website design? Are you using the same colors, the same fonts, and the same transitions or animations or anything like that in there? Same icons. In your videos, are you using these same colors? Are you using your logo, the same effects and fonts? Your audio podcasts, your emails, your business cards, your podcast cover art, and on and on it goes. Make sure that all of these, if you were to bunch them all together in a single spot, 
None of them should look like it doesn't belong with the others. They should all look connected in some way. The easiest way to do that visually is use the same colors, same images, same fonts. If you have any kind of icons, you could also use those more uh, like a logo or a simple icon or something. If we're talking audio, use the same music, the same style of audio as much as possible. The same voice. Like if you have a voiceover, a professional voiceover done for your show, and you use that in audio and video, use the same guy or girl who records your voice to do the same voice for the other stuff too. If you get all of these different voices, then it might start sounding like different shows in different contexts. And that does depend heavily on what the context is, but try to stay consistent across your platforms. That's number five. Number six, be yourself or get someone else. If you are the voice of the branding, like I am for the Audacity to Podcast, where I say, welcome to the Audacity to Podcast. If you are that voice and you're doing your own voiceover, be personal and don't talk about yourself in the third person. Oh, that can sound so weird. Just imagine if I started the Audacity to Podcast saying, welcome to the Audacity to Podcast. Here's your host, Daniel J. Lewis. And I come in and say, hi, I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you for joining me. You might think, wait, huh? Didn't, did you just introduce yourself? Did you just talk about yourself in the third person? It doesn't really fit. So if you are part of your own branding, your voice, then be personal. Like I say, I, well, in my intro, I don't say I'm Daniel J. Lewis or anything like that, but I am personal and If I was going to introduce myself, I would say, I am Daniel J. Lewis, not say, and here's your host, Daniel J. Lewis, and then me say, I am Daniel. It just doesn't work very well. It's awkward. But if you want some kind of voiceover that introduces you like that, then get someone else to do it for you. That sounds so much better. Even if it's just a family member sometimes, that will always sound so much better than your own voice introducing yourself. Now, I'm not saying always get someone else, but if you are the voice of your brand, be yourself. If you want someone else like to speak about your brand in third person, then get someone else. Don't try to be someone else. You be you. That's number six. So these six tips for how to handle branding better. Number one, make your branding fit your personality. Number two, don't let branding get in the way of your content. Number three, never forget your branding. Number four, keep your branding simple until you can afford more. Number five, stay consistent across platforms. And number six, be yourself or get someone else. These tips and more, if you want to follow along, are in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash branding for episode 177. So then this question arises. So you want great branding. Do you need to hire a professional? And we call them professionals because they're good at what they do and usually far better than we are at whatever it is. If you don't have the production experience that you would need in order to make your own branding, then you'll save a lot of time and most likely end up with a far better result if you hire a professional to create your branding for you. This doesn't mean you have to hire a professional. You could do it yourself. But if you want to hire a professional, for example, 
I do design work. I now work with a team and I direct some design work that goes on. So if you want some visual branding for your podcast, I'd love to work with you on that. You can contact me through the website or I'll give you the feedback information in a bit. But if you want some audio branding for your podcast, then the people I highly recommend are Music Radio Creative. I've had Mike and Isabella Russell on the podcast before, and they're great people. They've got a great team behind them. And you're hearing a lot of their promos and audio branding that they've done for a lot of different podcasts out there. And they do an amazing job at this. And I have an affiliate link if you decide to hire them. It's theaudacitypodcast.com slash MRC or the link is in the show notes for this episode, number 177. You could do your own branding, video, visual, or audio. But if you do it yourself and you're not highly skilled and you don't have a lot of time, then keep it simple. For audio branding, find something like a royalty-free, unpopular piece of music. And I say unpopular because you don't want to use the same song that everybody else is using. Here's a hint. If it's in GarageBand, don't use it. But stay away from those things that everyone else is doing because then your podcast will sound just like everybody else's. I can now always recognize someone who uses GarageBand to produce their podcast because they have the GarageBand music in their podcast. But find something that's not so popular and something that you can legally use. It's not only royalty free, but you have a license to use it regardless of how much you paid for it. You have some kind of license to use this for your podcast and use maybe even the same song and cut it up into pieces and use it in different ways. Like for the Audacity to podcast, just listen to the way the music starts out. So it starts out with those strong few beats there. But then for my closing of the Audacity to Podcast, I use some different music. It's a different part of the same song. And really what I did is I took the beginning of the song and I cut it to where I wanted it to fade out. And I took the end of the song And I cut that to where I wanted it to fade in. So I'm using the exact same song, just in different ways, because I've cut it up into different places. I do the same thing with our other podcasts, like our Once Upon a Time podcast. We have this opening. And then we also have a closing that is the same song, but a different part of the song. Now, it sounds the same, but it goes into a slightly different transition and opening and then closing. It resolves completely. But then on the other side of things, you could look at a site like premiumbeat.com or jewelbeat.com. And there are many other different sites out there. And I've got a list of places you can find inexpensive, free, and premium royalty-free music that you can use in your podcast if you go to the Getting Started page on the com, And many of these premium sites will offer multiple versions of the same song that you can use. For example, I have uh, from my Once Upon a Time in Wonderland podcast, which has kind of completed, although we've got some surprises still coming. We have the opening starts like this. slowly builds up as we do some kind of intro and then boom 
So that's one track from the purchase that I made. But then we also have the shorter Stinger version. And then we have a closing version as well. So if I let each of these play through fully, you would hear that they sound the same. They use the same tune, the same melody, all of that, similar patterns and rhythms, but each of them sound a little bit different. But if you hear them back to back like that, or in the same podcast, it all sounds like it's part of the same audio branding. It's very easy to do that. To give you an idea of the prices, jewelbeat.com will cost you a few dollars or under $10 really for several versions of the same song. Premiumbeat.com may cost you $60 or so for a song. But if it's a really good song, like that song I have for my Once Upon a Time in Wonderland podcast, then it can be very easily worth it if you get all of these great versions of it. So when you're looking at a song to use as your branding and you're handling it yourself and you're keeping it simple, look for multiple versions of the song or ways that you can cut the same song into multiple versions to use for different parts of your audio branding. If you're working with podcast cover art, think clean, big, and simple. Don't put a lot of text onto there. Don't try and include all of your corporate logos on there. Keep it very clean. Keep it very simple and make your text, especially the name of your podcast, make it very big, clear, easy to read. Even if you just have a gray background, maybe a slight gradient or a slight glow, anything like that. Let's just keep it flat. A gray background, a flat icon, and the name of your podcast. That can be so much better than trying to make it really fancy and doing a really bad job at it if you don't have the talents necessary. And keeping it simple also makes it much easier to use because if you keep it simple, you might be able to create it with the tools you already have on your computer, like with PowerPoint or Word or Pages or Google has several tools that you can use and there are many image making services online that you can use to make your image. For website design, if you're using WordPress, then a great way to make your website look really nice is to buy a great theme from a place like studiopress.com and I have an affiliate link for them in the show notes for this episode number 177 at theaudacitypodcast.com slash branding. And if you pick a great theme and you want to change the colors a little bit, all it takes is just asking for a little bit of help and they could say, oh yeah, go to this section and replace wherever you see this, replace it with this. And then you'll have your colors for the theme. A great way to get a great looking website without hiring a professional like me. And you can get it for a lot lower price. When you're ready to make your branding amazing, that's when you should hire a professional. If you can't do it yourself, when you can afford either the time to do it yourself and do it really well and learn how to do it really well, or you can afford the expense of hiring someone else to do it for you when you're ready to make things amazing. So in conclusion about branding, I do highly, highly recommend branding if you want any kind of success. Remember, success is really however you define it. If success to you is just having fun with your podcast and getting feedback from your audience, 
Branding helps you with that. If success is making a million dollar business for your podcast or from your podcast and getting hundreds of thousands of people, branding is hugely important for that. So I do think branding of some sort is highly recommended for any kind of production or product or service that you're making. How complicated you make that is up to you. You can keep it simple, but I don't recommend going without it. I've heard podcasts where they don't have any kind of intro or outro or bumpers or anything like that. And the content and presentation can be really good and the production quality really good. That's great. But they're just missing something that it just feels like this is great, but I I don't quite recognize this. I can't quite distinguish it from the other things that are out there. So just take that slight simple step to add a little bit more branding to your show, and I think it will help greatly. So I do think branding to whatever level you decide is important for success for your podcast. But do you need highly produced branding? No, you don't. Start simple and you can make it amazing later on. What about promos? I've done an episode about making promos for your podcast and that's when I had Mike and Isabella Russell from Music Radio Creative on. You can check out that episode over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash promos or I have a link to that in the show notes for this episode number 177. But should you really produce and distribute podcast promos because part of your branding is how you promote your podcast so first let's back up and think about what is a promo it's not just an audio promo but a, a promo can really be anything that promotes your show well that's what promo is short for promote or promotion so this can mean video teasers, banners, audio or video promos, physical products, and so many other things that you can do to promote your show. These are all different forms of promos. And think of it this way. A promo is something that is directed at people who don't already follow you, your potential audience. So it needs to communicate to them what you are about and why they should listen. A teaser is for a particular piece of content that may be both for your existing audience and your potential audience. So keep that in mind when you're trying to tease for something coming up, not to just make it all inside baseball, as they say. So how to create a promo? Definitely listen to the episode, theaudacitypodcast.com slash promos for our 10 elements of powerful podcast promos. But in short, here are some of the items or all 10 of those items that we discussed. Number one, a call to action. Two, short length. Three, clips from your podcast. Four, professional voice talent. Five, good music. Six, a promo as a donut, which is where you can stick your own text in the middle and you have promotion and produce stuff at the beginning and the end of the promo. Seven, keep it clean so that people can use this in their clean podcasts or you won't offend people just by your promo. Eight, make sure you include the name of your podcast. Nine, silence. And 10, make it shareable so that people can share this promo and include it in their own shows if they want to. But the most important thing to remember for any promo is that it should communicate what you talk about and why people should listen. A long promo that tries to cover all of this in too much detail may do more harm than good. 
or it just may not do any good at all. It might be neutral, but keep things short, simple, but and focus on what you talk about and why people should listen. The what's in it for me perspective. But now I'm going to get a bit more opinionated and challenge is a promo really the right way to go. I think the promos in many ways are trying a little bit too hard to apply an impersonal, traditional media approach into this new media space. Because when we watch TV shows, we're used to seeing commercials where they're promoting some particular product and all of that. Yes, in the shows and movies we watch, there are product placements and sometimes actually a mention of a product by name, and that's a bit more of a promo. But Is a promo or a commercial for your podcast really a good thing to do? That really depends on so many factors. But just from my own experience, I have never decided to subscribe to someone else's podcast because of their own promo. Maybe I'm some kind of anomaly because, after all, I do resist irresistible offers. So maybe promos just don't work on me. But I don't think that most of the promos out there are as effective as people might think. Many of them that I've heard are very poorly executed. Now, there are some good ones out there, yes. But when I hear these poorly executed promos, either the audio quality is horrible or it tells me nothing about the show or it's overproduced, like with all of these massive sound effects, loud music and all of this, it's way too long. Like I've heard a promo that was 90 seconds before. That's way too long for a promo. It's just too cheesy or corny of a promo where they're trying to script a conversation and it just doesn't work or they try to be cute in some way. Or the promo just tries far too hard to be a movie trailer, and they're using non-talented voices to try to make it a movie trailer, where they say, in a world, and, and that kind of thing. It just doesn't work very well. I think it's very poorly executed. Far more powerful than this, I think, is someone's personal endorsement. As a podcaster, I'm far more likely to refer to someone else's podcast, to name them, to give some kind of little endorsement or a shout out than I am to play someone else's promo in my podcast. In fact, I think I've only played someone else's promo once or twice. And that was because we had some little deal that I would play their promo and they would play my promo. That sort of thing can be fun and maybe help you grow an audience, but I really don't think a promo is the right way to go with this because a promo sounds like a commercial to people. And what have we learned to do with commercials? We turn them off. We skip them. We ignore them. We block them in some ways. I think that's what we're doing with the promos that we make is we're making commercials that people will skip, will tune out, won't pay attention to. They'll be annoyed by these promos. So is a promo really the best way to do this? I think it's even somewhat of a a self-defeating cycle that people can end up in if they're making promos for their podcast, because it seems like the podcasts that are making the promos are the podcasts that aren't that high quality. And they're podcasts that 
sound bad and the promos they make sound bad. And I know you might have a great podcast and you've made a great promo. We've got, even on Noodle Mix Network, we've got some great podcasts that do have great promos. Like Wayne Henderson is really skilled in the promos that he's been making for Resurrection Revealed and for Under the Dome Radio podcast, both part of Noodle Mix Network. He's done a great job with these. They're not that cheap, corny, cheesy, low-quality approach. But he's put a lot of time into this, and Wayne is highly skilled in audio editing, mixing things together, and so are several other people out there who I've heard make great promos. But look at it this way. A promo might be a much more lazy approach to promoting your podcast, where you're making something and you're saying, yeah, just play this promo. I I threw this thing together and and play this in your podcast, please. I think you can have a far greater success engaging people and those engagements then can lead to a personal endorsement. Like think about when people have emailed something in or sent in some kind of feedback to the Audacity podcast and they ask a question or they inspire a topic. I say their name I link to them in the show notes. I say the name of their podcast. I give them some kind of little endorsement. That's a lot more powerful than a promo. Think about it like this. Your favorite podcaster that you look up to the most, would you rather they play your promo and that take 30 seconds? It's your little produced promo where you have your little inside jokes or your music, your whatever it is that you do. Would you rather they play that 30 second promo or take fewer than 10 seconds to say your name, the name of your podcast, and your website address, or even just your name and your podcast address. Which one actually seems more valuable to you? I think it's more valuable for that person to mention you than to play your promo because their words, their own words, carry so much more weight than your words in a promo in a commercial that people basically tune out. So I don't think promos are the right way to go for promoting your podcast. The podcasts on which I hear promos usually seem to be a little bit lower quality podcasts. The podcasts that make promos usually, and I'm being highly stereotypical, I'm not being global at all with this, but the podcasts that do make promos usually seem to be lower quality podcasts. So do you really want to continue doing things in the lower quality way? Think about the biggest podcasts out there and think about whether you've ever heard an audio promo for those big podcasts. I I can't think of any of the big podcasts that have had a promo for their own podcast and played that podcast in someone else's podcast. Now, there are probably some out there, and I'd love to hear from you in the comments over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash branding if there are some that you think fit into this description. I can't think of any. But there is another aspect to using promos that I think is powerful, and that is using your own promos. Instead of making something for someone else to use, make something that you can use. Like this could be for a product or a service that you offer. Like, for example, listen to Michael Hyatt's podcast, This Is Your Life, where he talks about Platform University or some of the other things that he says or offers. He used to include them as announcements or say something about them. Now he has this nicely produced promo and it's about his product. So he's playing a promo for his own product. And I think that fits very well. Michael Stelzner has promos in his podcast, 
social media examiner podcast that is about the social media marketing world conference. And there are many other people who have done similar things where they have a promo for their own product or service and they play it in their podcast. That can be very powerful. Also potentially powerful is when you have a promo for your podcast and you play that in one of your other podcasts that you own. Like Dave Jackson does this with his podcast review show when he includes the promo for it in his regular school of podcasting. So he's promoting his other stuff. That is a lot more allowable, and I think it resonates more with people than if it's a commercial for someone else's stuff out there. Because of that, these promos serve really a hugely different purpose, and I think they accomplish it really well. Like, for example, in Michael Hyatt's case with his podcast, This Is Your Life, he has replaced his talking about these different products and services with these promos. So what that means is his promos now have a very refined message, hit the exact same points or particular set of points in different versions of the promo. So he can cycle through these to give it a little bit of variety. And he always knows that this is the most refined way. He doesn't have to work on making sure that he communicates it the same way or hits the same points each time. Or you could use a promo as a segue into talking about the thing that you're promoting. Like Michael Stelzner has done this when promoting social media marketing world. He would play the promo, and then after the promo fades out, he would start talking about social media marketing world. So it was like really like a bumper for him to segue into this other segment of his podcast. So in conclusion, if you want a promo for your podcast, get a professional promo or just skip it. I really don't think you need a promo for your podcast. I've seen and I even host successful podcasts that have grown very well without ever producing a promo. In fact, the one and only podcast that we have on the network that I host that's produced a promo, the promo is available on the website. It's been there for years. That podcast is the least popular podcast. Now, it's not because we made a promo for it. It's because of many, many other factors out there. But there is some little correlation there that I thought was interesting that on the other podcasts, we spend more time producing the content and stuff that supports that content and promoting the podcast in other ways than trying to create a little promo for the podcast. I also see podcasts get much greater results from the personal approach instead of a canned promo. There have been times I've been on other people's podcasts and I saw a big uh, surge in my traffic in subscriptions and downloads after being on that person's podcast. I really seriously do not think I would have gotten as much of a promotion if I'd sent in my promo. For example, Lipson's podcast, The Feed, they play promos in their podcast and some of them are good, some of them not so good. If I sent in a promo, I don't think that would actually help grow my audience as much as if I just emailed Elsie, who hosts that podcast, and asked her, hey, could you mention something about my podcast? But already she does because of the content I'm producing. I am frequently mentioned in that podcast. So are Cliff Ravenscraft, Dave Jackson, Ray Ortega, several people out there, and many others who aren't podcasting consultants or professionals, but they say something about podcasting in the podcasting space. They get the attention that they deserve because they've produced quality content. I think that's the much better approach to take instead of trying to produce a professional promo yourself. So maybe just skip it. But if you do really want a promo for however you're going to use it, you're convinced that definitely a promo is the way to go, then 
I think you should also convince yourself that it is worth investing to have that promo professionally produced. I'd love to hear from you. I'm sure I probably stirred the pot a little bit and there will be some controversy about this, some agreements and some disagreements. So please comment on the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash branding. I want to hear from you how you work with the branding for your podcast. Also, I want to hear about some of the promos. What has been your actual measurable success with promos? Or maybe what happened when you skipped a promo and tried a different perspective of a promo. And if you use promos for your own content in your other content, then I'd love to see some examples of that. So just go comment on the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash branding and share your story and experience with branding and promos. Now I've got one announcement for you because I want to focus a lot more on this announcement. My podcast reviews is a service that will automatically email your international podcast reviews to you. There are multiple levels of the service too. You can start out at $5 for if you just have one podcast and you get a weekly email that contains all of your international reviews from iTunes currently where you can see then who has left reviews for your podcast in iTunes so you can thank them, so you can reach out to them if you're having some kind of contest or anything like that. There's also a social layer to it that you can share your reviews when you receive a review for your podcast. You can view that review in a browser and then share it on social networks with your friends and email it to people. There are higher plans too. We're at the uh, multi-show plan. You get up to five podcasts that you can monitor. Maybe you host several podcasts so you can monitor all of them and you get separate emails for each of them, a weekly email. And with your weekly emails, you can choose which day you want those emails to come in. If you record on Monday, you might want your email to come in on Monday, or you might want it to come in on Sunday, the day before, so that when you wake up, get ready to record on Monday, you have all of those reviews there. You've already seen it, been able to choose the best ones or choose whom to thank. If you want to monitor a lot of shows, then we have one option and another option is coming soon. The network option gives you up to 10 podcasts to monitor. And instead of just weekly emails, you could switch to get a daily email to show you whether you received new podcasts reviews for that day. This can be great for if you're hosting a lot of podcasts or if you just want to stay on top of things and receive a daily email. It's also great If you want to keep an eye on your competition or just do market research, we could call it more politely, and see what are other people saying about other people's podcasts in the same niche. I use this myself. I've done this many times before where I'll check on the reviews of other podcasts and see what kind of stuff are they saying podcasters are doing well, that they aren't doing well. What can I learn from this? And if I see something really horrible about one of my quote competitors who's also a friend, maybe I'll go in and I'll report that review. If it's just a completely nonsense review, it's not an actual review, but it's just a personal attack, I'll help them out, report that to them. So you can monitor several different podcasts and later on we'll offer an even higher plan where it will be a la carte. You can add as many podcasts as you want to it, a particular rate per month per podcast that you want to add. So there are several features over there, several options, pricing options that from which you can choose a solo, multi-show, a network, and then eventually we'll have this enterprise level or market research plan that you can sign up for if you have a lot of podcasts out there. Or you can just contact me directly if you really want to have that big plan right now and we can set that up custom for you. 
but check it out at mypodcastreviews.com. I'm really excited about this. This is something that I have really needed, and especially since certain tools have been specific to one platform or haven't been very thorough or anything like that, a variety of reasons. My podcast reviews is the thing I'm really, really excited about in addition to this other secret project I'm working on and hope to launch soon. But check it out at mypodcastreviews.com. If you still see the landing page where you can sign up for the email, sign up for that email because I will be announcing there first as soon as it goes live. And you can also get the free ebook that I offer, Seven Ways to Get More Podcast Reviews for Your Podcast in iTunes. So check that out at mypodcastreviews.com. I'd love to hear from you on what you thought of this content and about audio promos, branding for your podcast, and much more. Please comment on the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash branding. If you'd like to suggest something for me to challenge a podcasting assumption or something you've heard me or someone else say before, please email. Or if you have suggestions for future episodes or questions or need help with your podcast, anything like that, email feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com or call 903-231-2221. You can also go to theaudacitypodcast.com on your computer or iOS device and send a voice message right through the website. Please follow me on Twitter at the Ramen Noodle. So now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitytopodcast.com. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Like you can theorize over TV shows or get some nice little fixes for some of your favorite TV shows like Under the Dome, Resurrection, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Once Upon a Time, During the Hiatuses. You can learn how to be productive in your personal and professional life, laugh with our clean comedy, learn more about science fiction and philosophy, build a Christian worldview, even about movies, popular movies out there, and more over at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.